Good morning, good morning. Welcome again to Zola Bantu, my dear brothers and sisters of Africa, the platform that awakens the consciousness of black people. Welcome again to this amazing um, part three of chapter one. You know, we're doing the spiritual awakening and the wake up of the conscience. The problem of Africa is first of all spiritual. So we need to understand that spiritual aspect, you know, of the issues of Africa because, you know, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities. We spoke to you on basically um, a spiritual awakening and wake up of the conscience introduction. And we gave you an amazing opportunity to know exactly that you basically need to awaken your mind and be ready. Yes, so we spoke to you and then we gave you basically, uh, we had to divide chapter one into three phases. The first phase, we spoke to you about the law of movement. You need to understand that everything in the universe is in movement. And then in the part two, we spoke to you about that um, Mother Earth is dying. Because as much as you can see the Earth the way it is, as much as you live inside, you don't seem to see that the Earth too is moving. But the Earth has arrived at its age of maturation. And very soon it is going towards its decomposition. So if you're a wise person, you try to speed up your lessons of uninterested love so you can be able to not be attached to the Earth. And then you can also book your place the reign of a thousand years my dear brothers and sisters today is part three and i want to tell you about mother earth has entered into a car wash mother earth has entered into a car wash you know we'll also try to explain to you basically the time of the pieces also called the time of the poisson the time the poisson in french we say the time of the fish because before this time of Aquarius, we had the time of the pieces, also called the time of the fish. You know, in the time of the fish that has passed, our earth was in a cosmic night. You know, it means, you know, the entire darkness filled the entire earth heavily in the time of the pieces. My Christian friends would say, oh, but it was the time when Master Yeshua, Jesus came. Jesus is the God of love. How can there be darkness in the world? Because he brought that light. Hmm. Please. Stay calm, we'll be able to explain to you deeply in the coming uh, few minutes, you know. But just know that in the time of the pieces, in the time of the fish, it was a cosmic night. But the question is, why was it a cosmic night? You know, there, was, there was so much ego and evil in the world, my dear brothers and sisters. But because we are now in the time of Aquarius, our planet, first of all, in the time of the pieces, it was vibrating at the third dimension. You know, because there was so much evil in the world, you know. We made our mother earth to become dirty and heavy, so heavy. You know, visibly, due to our evil acts, we polluted her. We polluted her in the semi-dense matter that is called the world of the words combined with the worlds of the, um, the, the mind, the mental world, also called the astral world. And we, we came again to pollute mother earth in the thin, dense matter that is called the mental world I just mentioned. So the in, in, in Western um, in Western science scientists 
they actually combine both the, the world of the words and the world of the mind the mental mind together to call it the astral world i'm thinking most of you have learned about the astral world so we polluted her even in our evil words and even our evil acts our thoughts were evil our mindset was evil it descended even into our acts here in the world you can see there's so much evil everywhere because that is how we have taken that mentality and we have polluted the entire universe you know we polluted her again in the invisible world of the words and thoughts you know combined to mean the astral world you know the visible world of uh, of words and thoughts is what encircles the entire earth. It surrounds and encircles the earth. You know, so Mother Earth became polluted. That is why you can see there's so much darkness on the earth, and there was so much darkness as well in the time of the pieces. But the highest, our Creator, said that um, the space that I've given them, the space is still this. This this space is soon going to go towards my maturation. It has become old. But the creatures that I've placed in this particular space that I've made, they have not yet completed their lessons, you know. And at the time of Agorius, that means he himself, the highest, he made an intervention on earth. But how did he make this intervention on earth? How did he intervene? He bombed us with the rays of light that they're calling the Christic energy. Because Christians still believe that Jesus will come on the clouds. No, it is the Christic energy that has been sent in this time of Aquarius. This Christic energy has entered strongly on the earth. You know, it has first of all encycled the earth, and it has also entered into the earth. But how did this Christic energy come on the earth, my dear brothers and sisters? You know, when the eternal gospel descended on the earth, remember coming with um, the Holy Spirit incarnated from Mugimbangu in 1887. It came directly with the Christic energy. The promise of Master Yeshua, he said, send them the spirit of truth to remind them of my words. The Christic energy, the eternal gospel came from Mugimbangu. It came with the Holy Spirit and it brought with it directly that Christic energy. So the eternal gospel that we are, we gave in the introduction, you know, that is what has brought that uh, Christic energy and our earth is now vibrating strongly at a higher frequency our earth has begun to move if you look at the circle of the planets that is encircling the sun in our galaxy and because of the rays of light of God that has entered strongly on the earth it has sort of aspired the earth and boosted it up and the earth has begun to rise to another dimension my dear brothers and sisters so so because remember during the time of the pieces our earth had descended lower into the kingdoms of darkness because of our stupidity and by the law of gravity the earth became heavy and heavy because of our evil thoughts and this but now due to the christic energy the earth is rising towards light so as it is rising towards light that is why you are seeing a lot of chaos in the world today many do not know that the earth is rising you know our earth basically left the third dimension in the time of the pieces it has gone to the fourth dimension to attain the fifth dimension sadly the majority of the people on the earth are still in the third dimension of the school of an interested love you know we are not progressing since the time of the pieces up to now even in the time of aquarius that is why the highest center is what we call the eternal gospel that brought with it the christic energy 
And it is an opportunity for anyone who has a goodwill in their heart to meet up with the eternal gospel so that he or she can seize that opportunity. He or she can accelerate his lessons fast because Mother Earth is old and she's going towards decomposition. So what exactly is grace? Is grace freedom and license to sin? No. Oh, he died for me on the cross. Allah Nonsense. Grace is being alive to seize the opportunity to meet the eternal gospel. The eternal gospel is available all over the world in all the languages. So if you seize this opportunity to take your lessons, because the earth is already at maturation, soon it's going to pass into decomposition. My dear pastor, how can we decode this text that we just mentioned to you earlier? How can we break it down for you to understand, especially for those who are Christians, because most of our origins are Christians? Master Yeshua said, when the spirit of truth will come, he will remind you. Meaning, whatever we're telling you right now, it's all about to, these are the ways of Master Yeshua. So, Master Yeshua prayed to God the Father to send the Spirit of Truth, which was the Holy Spirit too from Gimbangu, to remind the people of the earth these words, which is the eternal gospel. So, whatever Master Yeshua might have taught us, remember in the Bible, he taught us mostly in parables because we were not yet mature to understand the meanings. But now we are mature enough to decode what each parable meant the parable of the sower, the parable of the prodigal son. So, the eternal gospel came to break down for us into. Into because you know, Master Yeshua was giving parables coded like in bones, but the eternal gospel truth from Mukimbangu came to us like you know, milk for us to drink much easier, you know. So, for pastors and my Christian brothers and sisters, we're going to try to decode what we just mentioned earlier into three things. You know, there's an approach, uh, we'll try to see how we can approach it in a methodical manner because a child who was born today, we cannot feed it exactly bones. We have to see how we can feed this child milk so he can be able to digest it properly and he can find pleasure in his system. So the first thing you have to know that in the time of the pieces, it was a cosmic night. You know, we said that the earth came to, um, we said that, that at that time it came to an end, the time of the pieces came to an end with a cosmic night. You know, which others call the time of the fish. Others called time of the pieces. It was an, it, it was night inside the world. So the entire cosmic time of the pieces, it was night during the world. But darkness. Many may ask, okay, but Master Yeshua came in the time of the pieces. John says that he was the light. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness does not understand it. You know? But how come? This is found in the book of John, chapter one. But how come that light which came into the world? That light again brought darkness into the world. Are you saying that the time of the church was a time of darkness? Avi, you are crazy. Eh? Avi, you are, but brother, what's wrong with you, Avi? Eh? When the time of the church, how can the time of the church be a time of, of, of darkness? Are you an antichrist? You are a satanist, my God, Avi. What is wrong with you? Are you saying things like a fool? Do you understand the Bible? Do you not understand the Bible? Let's take the same Bible, my dear brothers and sisters. In the book of Luke, chapter 23, verse 44, what does it say at the death of Master Yeshua? They said it was already at the sixth hour. They used to count um, their time from 6 a.m. So when they said the sixth hour, they meant midday. And when they said the ninth hour, at 6 plus 9, they meant 3 p.m. So they placed our Savior on the cross, and it was the sixth hour. They placed the Son of God on the cross. When they arrived at the sixth hour, the scripture said there was darkness all over the earth. It was a spiritual darkness, my dear brothers and sisters. The Bible is a spiritual book. Hmm? You have to decode 
So we arrived at the sixth hour. The scripture says there was darkness all over the earth. It was a spiritual darkness. You see, it is written well in the text. When that act happened, the entire earth was in darkness. It was not a solar eclipse. No, they speak of spiritual things, a cosmic night. Darkness at the surface of the entire earth. They say, um, after the ninth hour, the sun had disappeared. My God, my God. The question is, did the sun leave the sky? But if the sun leaves its position in the entire solar, in the, in the entire solar system, it will be gone. The entire planet rotates around the sun. But if you remove the sun uh, by gravitation, but the entire host, the entire horses, the entire solar system dies. So they do not speak of the sun that you see in the sky. No, you know, it was a cosmic night because. When I used to read these things, first I did not understand, but I had to review the writings. My brothers and sisters who are pastors, let us read this verse again. The sun disappeared from the earth. There was darkness all over the earth. The sun disappeared. It does not, it does not end there. They say the curtain of the sanctuary tore or the temple. It cut into two. But my fellow pastors, what is the curtain? <laughs> it was the mark of the presence of God. It was the symbol of God inside the uh, people, inside the hearts of people, you know. But they say that curtain tore. That is why Master Yeshua went directly and said, Father, forgive them, forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they are doing. Father, I ask for your forgiveness. Congo Kalunga, perfect love. See the love of Master Yeshua. He saw the mark of the presence of God in people's hearts, in people's life tore. When I revisited this verse, I loved Master Yeshua even 80 million times. I looked and said, oh, Messiah, Yeshua, thank you, Yeshua. Yeshua interceded on the cross with nails on the hand. He said, Father, forgive the entire world. Before he went to, to the cross, he even asked the Father, I ask you to send for them in the end of time someone who will come and remind them of my words, the eternal gospel, because they don't have the maturity to understand them now. But what has happened now, Father? This door of the curtain, I don't want it to be eternal. My heart was touched. My dear brothers and sisters, honestly, I read this writing, I did not understand it well. I now understand why Mukimbangu said, Read this text. Read this text. Because there are some things in the Bible that was not falsified, that was able to survive. We took it in our own way. It gave birth to hate. The word of God can give birth to hate. Hmm? What light can you take and then it gives birth to hate in your heart? No, impossible. You know, pastors tell me, no, 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 no. Say what? Hmm? But the dispensation of the church is the people of God who are basically the ark of Noah. The church is, is, is what remained at the ark of Noah. You are right, my pastors. But I'll explain to you why. You know, Before, God was with the nation like a people. Like how he walked with us in Egypt like a people. He was walking with the people in theocracy. When he took Israel out of Egypt, he walked with them also in theocracy. It means there was a prophet and there was a king. So God always used to walk with the king. It means we had two heads in the nation. You know, the one who was basically executing in the in the dispensation of the matter, and there was also someone who was basically a priest that received orders from God. He was someone of a very high intuition that received instructions from God and gave it to the leader of the day. Remember how Nathaniel was with David, Samuel was with David to govern the space 
perfectly and people should be able to do a good experience of what an interested love this is how theocracy used to work but the crime that occurred at the cross the killing of master yeshua assassination of master yeshua on the cross darkness entered the entire world you know that way of working with god in theocracy was broken it was completely broken god the father said it is finished it is over christian think of the parable of the vineyard he sent his work his workers to those people who were responsible for the vineyard they killed the workers up to the point where he sent his own son and they killed the son and he got upset i think you know this parable i am addressing you christians my dear brothers so israel was no longer the children of god no people on the earth had that alliance with god the father by working in theocracy no on the earth there was no theocratic organization for sure our ancestors in africa they still had a bit of an, an advancement and they tried to organize themselves in their own way but there was no more an alliance the experience of major civilization died in egypt the experience of major civilization on the cross died on the cross when master yeshua the son of god was killed for we black people in egypt it was over my dear brothers and sisters it was a cosmic night it was then what they mean the sun disappeared and there was darkness on the surface of the earth we arrived at the third dimension my friends the christians will make you understand to help you this leads us to our second point dispensations of dimensions my dear brothers and sisters your pastors who studied in biblical schools who are teaching you today those who went to school to study theology are not speaking about those pastors who had a dream at night and all of a sudden it opens the church no because what we're about to say to you now, we are addressing your pastors. Because the children of God, who are part of your congregations, it's very, it's very difficult for them to know these things, unless for someone who has really evolved himself and is awakened. But you pastors, you learned this, you know it. The dispensations. Hmm? The dispensations of grace. What I'm saying, you know this. But I'll try to simplify it for the children of God, because there's a need for, there's a need for them to also know it. In theology, listen, Christians, congregations, they used to teach your pastors the following, you know, when they entered into biblical schools, or for those that entered into theology. See what they were teaching your pastors. They were telling your pastors that, you know, you see this entire world, it was born and it also evolved. The people who are also inside the world, they also evolved slowly. So there are seven evolutions of the world. Your pastors know it. They know of this knowledge of evolution. They absolutely know it. You may say, Avi, come on. They told them what? They told them that there are seven steps of the evolution of the world that they are calling the dispensation, or in other ways, dimension. The first dispensation was a dispensation of innocence and conscience. My God. In Ingala, we say, Madada. The first dispensation of innocence. First thing you sit there, ladies and gentlemen, and listen to this. A person was in a state of unconscious, innocence. They said he was innocent. Everything God was doing for him. The biblical school speaks of this. The dispensation of innocence. He lived in the Garden of Eden. He did not know good nor evil. All the fruits God was providing for him. He used to tell him, don't eat this. Don't do this. Genesis chapter 2 verse 16. Go and take a shower. There was no knowledge, but he was living in that dispensation of innocence. It is Christian theology. 
And God the Father came to a point to say, no, no, no. Let me just open a bracket. Miles Monroe says that we were in the kingdom of God, but because we know that God lives forever, we'll never be kings. So he gave us the earth so we can be able to have dominion to become kings. Mm, very, very deep. So God the Father came to see, no, 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 no. These children, as long as they are with me here in the spiritual kingdom, they can never know what it means to have dominion over a space. Because I, I live forever. I am immortal. So let me make for them a space where they can be put in there to see how they can experience life and also have a dominion over a space. This is the teachings of Mount Monroe. So God said a person cannot continue like this. He needs to have access to no good and evil. He should learn it by himself or herself. The theologians in the biblical schools, they call this the dispensation of conscience. Number two. Number one. Dispensation of innocence. Number two, dispensation of conscience or responsibility. You leave the garden to come and experience life on earth. Dispensation of responsibility. Genesis chapter 3 verse 22. See, you learn these things, pastors, but you're harming the children of God. You're locking them in dogmas and precepts. Oh, buy this dress. Oh, this is how you should please your husband in bed. Oh, this, bring your tithes and offerings. You're hiding the truth from the children of God. But you were taught these things in theological schools and you hid it. The dispensation of conscience, it says, you shall eat from your own labor. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. You will know good and evil. You will test the consequences of your act so you can become conscient and get down. Because it is only a conscious man who can be responsible. Conscience, the second dispensation, becoming responsible. But inside that conscience was a need for him to know good and evil so that he can become a true worshiper, so he can make good choices. You had to be, learn how to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, by your own decision. And the consequences of your decisions will teach you that what you need to stop doing and what you can continue to do. But what did man do in the dimension number three of human government? Choice. He created the Tower of Babel. He exhausted himself. He built an eagle tower up to the heavens. Mm. See where we made the mistake. The third dimension is the dimension where man takes himself to be a god. Look at the mistake that we made. Conscience. Responsibility. And when it came to the dimension of making a choice whether to follow God or not, we made a choice of egotism, egocenteredness. The fruit that Eve, Eve ate in the Garden of Eden, metaphor, she ate the fruit of egocentrism. Hmm? The Tower of Babel was a metaphor. The humans of the day elevated themselves to see as if to think as if they were God. Instead of governing the world according to God's principles, they took upon that egocentredness. My dear brothers and sisters, and the consequences, he polluted the atmosphere. Look at everything that's happening in the world today. Just a few days back, some people died on the ships. There's almost 29 million people in the Sahel who are suffering from, from, from poverty and extreme hunger. 1.6 million children in Africa are suffering from malnutrition in the Sahel. 5.5 million people have been displaced. Why? Because in the dimension 
of human government of choice we have chosen to build the tower of babel someone has billions and billions of dollars in his bank account evil dimension of basically human government we have built the tower of babel so by his words by our words by our thoughts and our acts by the visible atmosphere and the invisible atmosphere but on that We'll try to move slowly. But here we we'll like to give you precision because when they say dimension, people say, hey, these people are occultists. These are some scientists. People are devils. No, we're in the Bible. We are in the Bible. Say amen. These are the seven dispensations. I have mentioned of three of them. Four are left. Now let us try to return back to the church, my pastors. The church, our third point, which is the Noah's Ark. When that cosmic night happened, the Son of God, you know, the light of God, disappeared from the entire world. The king of Master Yeshua on the cross, there was darkness all over the world, the time of the pieces. The darkness took upon the surface of the earth, but there is a promise in the Bible that darkness will not reign forever. Isaiah chapter 1, chapter 9 from 1 to 14, Revelation chapter 22 verse 5. People now need to be, to be organized. At this particular time when Master Yeshua died on the cross, people needed to be organized and we arrived at which parable? The parable of the ten virgins. Darkness, it says, there was darkness all over, and each virgin, virgin had to carry her own lamp. Mm, very, very deep. It is now everyone for himself, but God for all. Everyone is trying to guard his or her own light. The virgins were in the dark with their own light. Others said, okay, we're going to organize ourselves into the, into the cadre of the church. Some of them used to meet every Sabbath, every Sunday, every Wednesday to see how they can reinforce each other while waiting for the groom. Mm. Others were helping each other because darkness had filled the entire earth. That is the spirit of the church, mm? the cosmic night. People say God does not govern by theocracy anymore and they chose to replace <laughs> theocracy with democracy. But not all governments of the world a government of God. So let's try to see how we can organize ourselves in a particular place and remind ourselves of the ways of Master Yeshua and the Holy Spirit. We'd hope that one day the groom will come. But the groom came. The Christic energy. The groom came. The friend of the groom, Fumukimbang, with the eternal gospel, came and was calling us. The groom has arrived. The eternal gospel was calling us. The groom has arrived. And now the Christic energy has arrived. That is what the church is. If you read Paul, Paul says that they established pastors and elders in the church. Why? Because there was darkness in the world. God is no longer governing the world in theocracy. Those that love God the Father begin to reassemble themselves in groups called the church. You know, one can appear and say we are governing according to God and say, okay, we're governing our government according to God. But that is just a memory of the things of the past. But yes, we shall reestablish. That theocratic government, but when? In the time of grace. Theocracy will be re-established in the time of grace, and it will be re-established according to the eternal gospel, not according to the past. We will, make, we will not take things of the past that was sanctioned, that died, and we will take it back and bring it again. No, it is false. We will not restore the kingdom of Israel how it was in the past. No, we will enter into a new dispensation that Christians call the reign of a thousand years, that the ancestors of Congo call it's coming it is coming, it's loading and for you Christians it is what we call the dispensations 
we are about to enter into a new dispensation. My dear brothers and sisters, Mother Earth is pushing forward inside our stellar system. She is getting close to the center of the galaxy, and she's getting close to the center, and she is getting close to the center of the galaxy. Mother Earth has already left the third dimension and she has passed to the fourth dimension. She's going towards the fifth dimension. You know? And as she's going towards the fifth dimension, the energy that has entered the world, that crystal energy that they're calling the crystal energy, that energy has entered our space and that energy has come with the eternal gospel. The eternal gospel has brought it. That presence of the eternal gospel on earth is what has brought that energy, the crystal energy. Jesus is back. Christ is back already. But you expected him to come in the clouds. No, he came as an energy, the Christic energy with the eternal gospel. The presence of the eternal gospel on earth is what that brought that Christic energy. So Mother Earth has arrived at the fourth dimension as we are speaking now. And she's going towards the fifth dimension. And many of us human beings here on earth, unfortunately, are late, are late. We are still in the third dimension of the government. And third dimension of choice we're still struggling to choose between good and evil you have to be very very careful so the time of Aquarius that we are in right now has so many stages the first stage when the eternal gospel arrived meaning it brought the Christic energy so it came with purification it has begun to purify the earth it first of all purified the mental world the world of words now the world of acts in our earth that purification has begun it means all our debts, our stupidity, our acts of nonsense that we produce in the invisible world, all our debts in our thoughts that we left every in the world of thoughts, that Christic energy has come. It is like fire. It is burning. You know, it's like, you know, when the, when the sun is so much hot, you notice that water begins to evaporate very fast and then it goes, it travels in the sky and then it condenses later on. It falls down like rain. That is the same thing. That crystal energy has heated. It's purifying. And all the evil thing that we produced is coming back to us in what many of you may call karmas. You know? So all the words and the thoughts that we produce, that fire of crystal energy has bent it all and it's all returning to us. We need to have a taste of our own production. Master Yeshua said, you reap what you sow in this life or the next. That is what we're calling the tribulations. Ha. Many Christians are still waiting for a tribulation. It is happening. You begin to relieve your own karmas. All these diseases and woes and so much crime in the world, these are karmas of some people coming back to them. We are living in chaos in terms of economics and health. These are tribulations that are happening. It is not God who is punishing us, but it is our debts, our evil that it will produce over for thousands of years that is coming back to us. The Christic energy has penetrated and it has bent it all. You know, it's like when you put a certain type of um in Africa we have a um, mbisia okauka. You know, mbisia okauka it's smoked fish. Sometimes smoked fish can hide so much um, those small small things that it, that it enters inside. Those small small animals white they can enter into the the smoked fish and hide there in the dark. But when you put the smoked fish on the sun, when that heat hits the, the surface of the smoked fish, all of a sudden things begin to come out from the smoke. you do not know. That is exactly what is happening. You know? It's like oh, it's like some ropes have been cut and things have begun to fall on us. So if you see people living in kamas, it means in the past thousand years, those people are the ones that produced those kind of things. In Congo, the pain in Congo of war and all those things, it is our kamas. We're relieving it. 
So you have to be very, very careful. You know? So when you are reacting back to your karma, you have to react in love. It is not by mistake that you are born in poverty, that you basically uh, are living in pain. No. You have to be very careful on how you react to it, my dear brothers and sisters. So if you see a country is in peace, it means they planted peace and they are recollecting their peace. If you see a country is in trouble, it is not by mistake. All that you planted, all that you sow, you're going to reap. That is the tribulation that we are facing at the moment. So for us humans who are in the world, and because Mother Earth has arrived in the fourth dimension and she's going to the fifth dimension, we have to also see how we can accelerate because the Earth, uh, because the eternal gospel has arrived, it has come to give us knowledge. For all those who have a good will, profit and accelerate your knowledge to pass on to the fourth dimension, going towards the fifth dimension. You know, those who will not pass to the fourth and fifth dimension, it will be a disaster. So as the earth was at the third dimension, it is now going towards the center of the galaxy. And she's going towards the fourth and fifth dimension. So we also have to make an effort to pass by the fourth and fifth dimension. You know, in the faculty of an interested love, my dear brothers and sisters. You know, my dear brothers and sisters, Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 that... Uh, um, because many of you would say, oh, I said something there in the astral world is returning to us as common. What is Abby talking about? As if there's some sort of an immigration office there is bringing back things to us. <laughs> you know, all that is returning to us, what is this? It is, not, it's not, it is not mysticism or spiritism, no. But let's read Paul. In the Bible, chapter 6 of Ephesians, chapter 12, uh, in the Bible, sorry, chapter 6 of Ephesians, verse 12, Surely it is not against flesh and blood that we fight, but against principalities. Hey, against the powers of this world, the spiritual evils in the celestial realms, in the astral realms, their principalities, their powers, their centers of energy. Where did it come from? The fruits of our own thoughts, the conversation, conversation of our words, the conversation of our uh, of our acts. So the earth, in in his movement, has entered into a car wash. Ah, we have arrived at our title. So, the earth in its movement has arrived at the car wash. As it's moving towards the fourth and fifth dimension, it has entered into a car wash. In the, in the planetary movement, the earth has entered into a phase of car wash. You know, she's pushing ahead in a cycle. Nonetheless, she cannot avoid it because that is how she was created. You know, she cannot do it differently. So, she has entered into the car wash. And this was preceded back in the days. In the architecture of the universe, it is preceded that before the end of time, that the earth will go through the passage of Kawash. It is, it is the engineer. How the engineer got the creator created it. You cannot fight against that. It is not that he is doing it for, for his pleasure. No. It is the architecture of the universe. How he made it. Everything before it goes to decomposition, it needs to pass by the Kawash. So, that principalities and authorities and evil powers that are in the celestial realm, that is, that is preventing us from doing a good experience here on earth. There is a need for all of that death to return to the place where it was produced, you shall sow what you reap. Karma, and we have arrived at a particular phase, the great tribulation, my dear brothers and sisters. So the great purification, it is the architecture of the universe. It was preceded since the beginning of time when he made his universe, God. He conserved it and made it perfectly, and that is how it is. But now he is sending the elders, like me, like you, to see how we can awaken his people. We should have a spiritual activity. Return to our spiritual activity. So that when, the, when they are removing the deaths, when they are washing the car, when they are washing the earth in the car wash, you can be 
you cannot be of the same nature as the deaths that have been washed away. So that you can be aspired to the cow washed and not be rejected. So you can be attached to the earth and not be rejected and book your place for the reign of a thousand years. My dear brother and sister, this is the truth. Everything else that you hear out there is false. We have taken this duty because we have noticed that some people want to make Africa miss the reign of a thousand years. Africa would not miss it. But we want to see how we can trouble those brothers and sisters who are trying to see how they can block Africa from making it into the reign of a thousand years. That is where Arizona Bantu have risen up. We have risen up to let you know that we have entered into the car wash. So if you are not in the same nature you know, of an interested love, you're going to be washed away. So we're going to end here, my dear brothers and sisters, in chapter 1. Um, part 3 and next time we're going to speak about chapter 2 you know this is true spirituality that you're listening to you know we ask you to have an open spirit awakening and wake up all the wake up that you were taught is not the truth true wake up is when you began to what you begin to hear at Zolavantu it's true wake up that they're calling spiritual awakening we're explaining basically the entire universe how the highest centers over here it is the mission that they gave Papa uh, Alfonso Diasonama and Papa Yukumani that we here are basically extracting it and teaching it to you here um, at Solavanto. So be open to follow us properly. We receive this message for free and we're going to give it to you for free. You know, spirituality message at Solavanto is never chargeable. It's given to you for free because the time is crucial. These are things we are telling you. Normally these things are kept in secret, you know. People, people only listen to it in covenant, in hidden places. But we're explaining to you because it is the time of our goddess. Open your hearts. Have an openness to welcome us. We have a lot to say to you. We shall open to you the eyes of the spirit, the ears of the spirit. When you listen to you, you're like, mm, no, this, what is this? We're explaining to you how the solar system functions after the galaxies, the earth, and how it was created by our highness, and how we should live in the world, my dear brothers and sisters. So, you go to the club and you are drinking and dancing and not doing, and not knowing what's happening. If you, it's, it's like you enter into a, these advanced elevators, and you're not knowing that the elevator is going up to the twentieth floor. You're just enjoying yourself because you cannot feel the movement in the inside. You're just enjoying yourself in the elevator, not knowing that the elevator is going up. You know. So, same with the earth. It is moving. It has entered into a car wash. Some things are happening to you right now. You do not, you do not understand why it's happening to you. Karmas, the deaths are falling back on you because the earth is going through a car wash. All the deaths and evil and principalities will be taken off. The mothers of the day, before the time of Aquarius, will only give birth to children who are full of love, who have been able to reach the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh dimension. All those who are still in the third dimension will not be able to come back to live on earth anymore. You'll be locked in the abyss, in the prisons of hell. With your King Solomon, Luciferian creatures, all of you will be locked. You will never again reincarnate into the earth. The Bible says that for 1,000 years, uh, the devil, the principle of evil, will be locked up for 1,000 years. You know? So, we're, going to, we're not going to review to you everything because if we do, it will cause a lot of panic. You know, the earth is moving. If you do not know, it has displaced, it is now aspired by the Christian energy that has entered it. The Christic energy is aspiring and pulling it. It is pulling the earth up. It is going with it. Mother Earth has arrived at maturity. And when she, soon and soon she will enter into decomposition and then she'll go towards the black hole. You know? So if you do not live 
matter and go to the spiritual kingdom to wait for the reign of a thousand years, you too go and decompose with the earth into the black hole. You know, my dear brothers and sisters. So physici even physicians out there have seen this. Read, check, the earth is going towards the black hole. Everything that we're telling you is, you can verify it in nature. Like Master, Worship, like Master Yeshua used to say, doesn't nature teach you these things? Everything you can verify it. Even physicians see what we're teaching. Because spirituality can be verified in all science. The true spirituality, physics can, physics can even verify everything that we're telling you. you know? And what we're saying you, we have extracted it from the eternal gospel that the Son of Man, from Kimbangu, Holy Spirit incarnated, brought you know, in 1887. So everything that is in the eternal gospel, physics, medicine, and all sciences can verify it exactly. But now we're in the time of Aquarius. Thank you so much. We love you so much as well, Abantu. Continue to listen to this. Share with your friends and families spiritual awakening and wake up with the conscience. This was the end of chapter one. We are going to move into chapter two. We looked into chapter one. We looked at basically the law of movement, everything is in movement. We looked into Mother Earth is dying and now Mother Earth has entered into a car wash. Are you going to be washed off? Or are you going to be able to survive this car wash? We love you so much as well, Abantu. Mm -hmm.